0: I used to think Disney was this happy and joyous place. A land where no matter what was going on in the world, anytime I visited, I could always find peace there. That was until I went to Disneyland in California, back in 2019. The events that went down that trip, I find difficult to even believe myself. So I won't be surprised if you don't either. My friends Jason, Amelia, and I We're all pretty big fans of Disney World in Florida. So we had always talked about making the trip out to California to check out the original park. I was most excited about visiting Toontown. For some reason, that area always had this aura of mystery to me. There used to be one in Florida, but it was replaced by Storybook Circus years ago, and I never actually was able to go. I've always been a big fan of cartoons and animation, so immersing myself in a place like that was an absolute dream of mine. When we got into the park, I basically beelined it straight there. Even though everyone was making fun of my obsession with the kids' area, I didn't even care. As soon as I walked under that overpass with the constantly scrolling population numbers, I was hooked. We just strolled casually for a few minutes, taking in the sights and sounds, when all of a sudden I experienced this putrid aroma. I wasn't sure where it was coming from at first, but when I scanned the area around me, I noticed there was this little girl standing to my right. She was in this big t-shirt that was so gross and covered with stains, you could barely see the Minnie Mouse design on the front of it. The expression on her face was so odd for a little girl, too. It was almost like the face of a worker who had been in the mines the last 30 years of his life and got accustomed to the lifestyle. Her arms were caked with dirt and grime, too, like she hadn't showered in years. I tried telling my friends about her, but as soon as we looked, she had already vanished. We went about our business and continued to explore the area, but the sight of that girl really stuck with me. Something was definitely off about her. The first thing we went to do was the Roger Rabbit ride. I don't know if it was because of the sight of the little girl, but the attraction really came across as creepy to me. I guess that's the thing about cartoons. Their strangeness and over-the-top sound effects can definitely be seen as cute or creepy, depending on the way you look at them. I mean, have you ever seen the talking telephone pole in that ride? Terrifying. It wasn't until we got off the ride, though, that the real horror began. I saw the little girl again when we left the queue. She was standing just past the fountain outside Mickey's house. You know, the one that makes really disturbing noises when you step near it? She was staring right at me only this time she was holding some kind of bloody mass by her side. Maybe it was the remains of an animal or something. I never actually found out. Then the girl lifted up the horrific thing and tore into it with her little teeth. I instantly grabbed a hold of Amelia's arm and pointed to the girl, but she vanished behind a group of people again. Jason and Amelia could see how freaked out I was. They suggested if I really saw something weird to go tell park security about it, So the three of us immediately started walking to go find somebody. We searched around the park and finally found a security guard patrolling around Adventureland. When we told him what we saw, he responded pretty casually, as if this was just another day for him. He said he'd check the cameras, though, and have a few officers go and look for the girl. At that point, we decided to check out the rest of the park and try to get our money's worth, even though I already knew my trip was pretty much tainted. We planned to do Indiana Jones next. I guess we couldn't stop doing creepy rides that day. My friends seemed like they had gotten a little annoyed with my major interruption in the day because they were walking way ahead of me like they were in a rush. At one point we were walking in the queue and they completely lost me across this rope bridge. Then as soon as I crossed, I felt this sharp pinprick in my hand. I instantly started feeling really drowsy and could barely balance on the bridge. I tried to lean on one of the ropes and ended up falling halfway over it. Then a hand came out from the darkness and pulled me over the side. After smacking onto the ground, I looked up and saw a large husky man standing beside the bridge. He curled the side of a pointed mustache as I saw him put a syringe away into a leather case. Then the last thing I remember was the face of the little girl from Toontown as she placed her fingers on my eyelids and closed them. I came to in some kind of a damp, dark storage unit. There was an eyeless Pirates of the Caribbean mannequin in my face, blocking a locked garage door, and my feet and hands were chained to this bizarre, old-fashioned ball and chain. Placing my ear up against the door, I heard the faint chatter from cartoons playing in the distance down the hall. I screamed and pounded on the door until I physically couldn't anymore, giving up and folding over in pain. Finally. After what felt like hours, I heard the padlock from outside the door, open. Knowing that it may be the only time I'd have the element of surprise, I picked up the heavy steel ball and leaned back in the shadows. A sweaty, bald head, attached to a long, lanky neck, leaned down under the door, gazing in at me. It grinned a horrifying grin, one like I'd never seen before. His mouth had been surgically widened, and his teeth a blinding white before he had the chance to notice me. I lunged the ball at his face, knocking him to the floor. Blood splurted out his nose as he screamed in pain. You all right? I heard from down the hall. I picked up the steel ball and slid under the door. I tore off down the hall, passing the sign, reading caution, poisonous gas may be present. Which made sense. The area looked as if it had been closed off for years. The walls were covered in this black mold, which reflected the fluorescent lights flickering above. I opened the first door I could find and dove in, as I started to hear the screams of an angry redneck man. Locking the door behind me, I held my breath as I heard him approaching from down the hall. Where would you go, little one? You don't want to miss a show. After shuffling around for a few minutes outside, the man turned the corner and headed back down the hall. I switched on the lights and around me was an assortment of newspaper clippings. Each of them was related to a different missing persons case and mentioned a mysterious killer being called the Cartoon Man. Then atop a dirty old work table was a shrine built for this Cartoon Man, with photos of his victims, and at the center, a picture of him in the distance, out in the woods. It was hard to tell, but his face looked like it had this surgically attached snout, and blood dripped from his mouth onto his chest. Suddenly, I heard pounding on the outside of the door, and jiggling on the handle. I fumbled over to a set of lockers to try to find something to use as a weapon. Opening up one of them, I luckily found a pair of bolt clippers. Pulling them out quickly, I snipped the chain connected to the ball. The banging on the door turned into a full-on attempt to break it down. One of the hinges then popped off. I knew there was probably only one hit left before the whole door came down. Leaning up against the wall beside the door, I held the clippers out in front of me. As the man with the handlebar mustache crashed through it, opening the clippers wide, I snapped him down onto his nose, causing some severe damage. With the man temporarily incapacitated, I ran around the corner and back down the hall. Up ahead on my right, I saw an old rusty stairway, and past it, the little girl standing at the end. She was holding this giant curved blade in her hand. Bolting towards the stairway, I turned the corner and raced up the stairs. Once I got to the top, she jumped on my leg, stabbing me in the calf in the arm. Luckily, though, I managed to kick her off, sending her flying down the stairs. I entered into another huge storage room, but this one had a window about 10 feet up on the wall. I grabbed a ladder lying beneath it and used it to climb up. I exited out of a broken cartoon window, which was part of the set of Toontown. The park was completely empty and definitely closed for the night. Jumping down from the window... I began to slowly limp towards the front of the park, but unfortunately, it wasn't going to be that easy. I heard this creepy chuckle coming from some bushes nearby and footsteps (laughs) slowly approaching from behind. Before I knew it, I was surrounded on all sides by at least five members of the group, each of them peeking out from different props in the area. I started running as they all jumped out from their different places, As I passed the fountain, one of them lunged out of the water, and it emitted one of those disturbing sounds. I tried to run, but my leg was in excruciating pain. Not able to go any further, I fell over and held my calf tightly. Looking back, I noticed the group stopped chasing me, and began backing away slowly. Then at that point, I passed out from the pain. I woke up in the hospital the next day. Apparently security had found me lying in the park and after telling them the story, they went looking for the group's lair. But by the time the cops got there, the group had cleared out and taken all traces of their cult-like activities. Something tells me, though, they're probably still around the park somewhere, hiding out in some other forgotten area, just waiting for their chance to go back to Toontown. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. If you enjoyed this video, please like it and subscribe to my channel, as well as join the Discord if you want to get involved with the community. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.